Chapter 20 of Pee Wee Harris, Fixer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jason Gerber. Pee Wee Harris, Fixer by Percy Keese Fitzhugh. Chapter 20, The Depths. And now Emerson became troubled with doubts. He saw his quest as something absurdly romantic like an adventure in the cinema. What relation was there between a public speaker's mention of ivy and a small girl turning and whispering to her neighbor and this spooky old ruin? There isn't any logical connection, said Emerson in his prim, nice way. He emerged and clambered up a heap of masonry, which might once have been a flight of stone steps. It brought him to the top of a wall, which was one of four, forming a square enclosure like a great well. These walls were fairly even on top and wide enough to walk on. The bottom of this enclosure, which might once have been a vault, possibly a wine vault, in the cellar was perhaps ten feet below the level of the ground. The top of its walls was perhaps five or six feet above the level of the ground. So that Emerson, where he stood, looked down into a dank enclosure about fifteen feet deep. As he stooped forward slightly, peering down the depths, he looked exactly as he had looked that very morning when Pee-wee had encountered him gazing down the grating in front of the vacant store. He had said then that the loss of his tickets was exasperating, and he might have used the same word now as he looked into the baffling enclosure and saw no way to explore it. At the bottom of this fearful place was water with stars reflected in it. It seemed to cover the whole area of the enclosure save at one place near a corner where a disorderly heap of stone projected above the surface like a tiny volcanic island. It was probably the material which had once formed a flight of steps into this dungeon. At all events, there was no other way of descending. Two things, and only two, could Emerson see in the bottom of that dark pit. These were the broken end of a board projecting slantingwise out of the water, and another piece of board with a broken end floating on the surface. The end which was sticking out of the water was moving slightly, or perhaps it was only the faint, uncertain flicker of light which made it seem to move. Instantly, the thought occurred to him that the length of this board below the surface must be considerable, if it were embedded in mud, for otherwise the tendency would be for the bottom to release it and let it float. But perhaps it was caught among rocks instead of in mud. Anyway, it seemed as if the two fragments had formed a single timber. If the fragment which projected at a tipsy angle out of the dark water was not very long below the surface, then it seemed likely that it had not been there very long. It could not long have remained in that freakish position. All this occurred to Emerson, who had never supposed that he would make a scout. He walked around on the wall looking down to see if from any other viewpoints other objects might be visible below. He presently made a discovery which was conclusive, then another not so conclusive. Reaching the opposite side of the square, he noticed upon the flat masonry at his feet a slightly discolored area about ten inches wide. Its position on the wall was like that of a diagonal stripe. He stooped, not without some tremor, for stooping seemed like a risky business, and poked a little dark spot upon this area. Something prompted him to strike a match and examine it. It proved to be a dead slug one of those flat, loathsome little creatures that scurry out of their damp concealment when a plank is lifted from the ground. This one, however, had met his doom in a larger catastrophe. 
Around the corner was another such area on the wall, corresponding to the one first discovered. A board had lain across the corner at this place. The fact that the little slug was still upon the masonry would seem to indicate the very recent taking away of the board, and the position of one fragment of the board in the water appeared to confirm this supposition in Emerson's mind. He felt pretty certain now what had happened. Someone had walked along that board to cut off a corner in the journey around, and the board had broken. Yet Emerson had seen nothing below but the two pieces of board in the water. It was then that he made his second discovery. End of chapter 20 Recording by Jason Gerber